This sports social podcast is brought to you by BetVictor, where live streams, smart stats, and in-play betting can help you make your best bet yet. 18 plus, BeGambleAware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to VAR at the Bar. My name is Chris. I am with... I'm Dan. I'm Matt. I'm Ant. And we are doing our three weekly football chats. This is episode one, which we hope there will be further episodes to come. We'll have to wait and see how this one goes. First um, item on the agenda that we're going to discuss is the, the biggest one, and that is Manchester City's two-year ban from the Champions League. I can give you the official statement if Go you want from the Champions yeah. League. Yeah. Okay, so it says Manchester City has been banned from the Champions League for two years for serious breaches of financial regulations by the UEFA. The reigning Premier League champions are accused of overstating their sponsorship revenue and accounts submitted between 2012 and 2016 by your European football and governing body. As you can see, I can read. I don't know how I managed <laughs> to do that. But it's weird how something that happened over four years ago is now coming to light now. What do you I, think? I don't think anyone should get too carried away with it just yet. Because obviously they are appealing. Yes. which will probably take another two years. Um, I think the, the question of it's question of what the Premier League is going to do, I don't know if they're going to wait and see what, what happens with the appeal. There's been talk of... Um, there's ludicrous talk of them stripping titles and knocking them down to League Two, I'm not sure. I, I don't think that will happen, personally. And I don't think, as, as a Liverpool fan, I don't think... In hind- I won a retrospective title. I think you know, we'd rather win it as it is. I mean, it's happened in other countries. I mean, PSG had the similar thing a few years back and they ended up going to the Court of Arbitration, having it rescinded totally. I don't know whether that was a few handshakes along the way. AC Milan have also had the same thing and they had a two-year ban, which was actually cut to one year. That was last summer. So, I don't think two years, in my opinion, is going to happen. I think it's a shame if they are found guilty because we've just started to have a good rivalry domestically and that could tarnish future things for them. I mean, what's your well, opinion it, on that, guys? It certainly put people off signing in the summer for them because mm. nobody will know quite what the future holds. It's going yeah. to be interesting with this whole rugby thing and what's happened to Saracens, whether the football will use that as a precedent. Follow suit. Yeah. Different analogy though. In rugby, they have a defined salary cap, yeah. and that's something that we definitely don't have in 
football. Surely that's what the financial play is, isn't it? You have a limit that you're allowed to spend to a percentage. No, they don't limit players' earnings like that. They're quite, they seem to be quite against that. It's one of the issues I have with the financial fair play rulebook. Um, I mean, is this about? Is this more? because they're self-sponsored hypothetically and they're made... Well, that's why I'm surprised they've got caught. I mean, in theory, you could um, you could sponsor yourself as much as you want. You could have a brand, you can have... There's unlimited amounts of our official partner for logistics, so... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the, one of the key things is, is that this information came to light illegally by some Portuguese, Portuguese hacker. And whether that will actually hold up in court or not, I don't know. And the poor, the poor guy's doing jail time at the moment, isn't he, as well? Ultimately, he's committed a crime. and literally <laughs> yeah. stumbled across a like, conspiracy or you know, a bit of foul play for Man City. But is, is, would, that, you know, would that be inadmissible? A serious breach of overstating your sponsorship revenue. So they're not as earning as much as we thought. I find that surprising, actually. I do as well, unless obviously it's a borrowing and borrowing to themselves. And it just doesn't add up. I mean, as well, you've got to put the whole thing that obviously Pep Guardiola's openly is standing with them on this, saying that they've done nothing wrong. I mean, what would happen, say, if they've found further evidence where he hasn't known about it, and it, that will make him look like a bit of a plonker, won't it? Well, I think it's, if it's found out to be true, he won't be there. Simple yeah, as that. He won't want to associate with the club, no. in my opinion. I mean, you, you look at the players. I mean, you've got people there, Sterling, De Bruyne, on the peaks of their career, and they're saying that they possibly can't play in the biggest club event in, the, in Europe in two if, years. If they were to go down a division or have yeah. a you know, even 20-point uh, deficit at the start of next season, no Champions League, I can't. Personally, I can't see Sterling, De Bruyne wanting to stay there because like you say they're in the peak of their career two years at European football is a long time for football and, and already on, I've heard like rumours especially Sterling that he's been gone after by sort of Real Madrid and they're doing their normal tinkering via the newspapers and asking him what do you think of Real Madrid do you think they're a good team would you like to play for them one time Already, the, the the Spanish way of uh, yeah. tapping up players. It's, it's going to unsettle a few players, isn't it? The uncertainty of not knowing whether the ban's going to be upheld and what the futures hold for the next couple of years. Yeah. Like you say, players want to play at the highest level, and if they know they're not going to be able to do it at Man City, it might turn their heads elsewhere. We'll have to wait and see on that. Could be seen De Bruyne and Sterling in a Leicester City shirt. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Dan would mind that. <laughs> no, I'll be all for that. Well, I'd certainly have De Bruyne at Liverpool. <laughs> Jesus as well, I think. Just, just, just for loan for a season. That <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, you guys. What do you think personally is going to happen with this? I think they'll get. I think they'll go to court of arbitration, and there'll be a slap on the wrist. I think it'll be a heavy fine, and I think because of the financial implications, if they're not in it, where they could almost do friendlies at the time of. Champions League with teams in say South America that could be even more cost effective they could sort of put a, a whole new scale of competition almost on the Champions League because we all know that these football clubs aren't necessarily in it for to win the Champions League it's the financial game well Man City are in it to win it aren't they so they're going to take this uh, fight very seriously I, I, yeah I mean what do you think do you think that they all they'll come off it with 
stuff on the rest of I'll, I'll be honest, I don't, I don't think they're going to get away with this. I think um, they've got form. They've been uh, cited many times for breaches of financial irregularities. And I think that um, UEFA want to hold the line with this. I don't think um, they're going to back down. That's my good feeling. <coughs> I hope that they do get what they deserve if they are found to be guilty. However, I just have this feeling that money's going to talk at the end of the day and it'll be a large fine and that'll be that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I hope they do get done for it, but at the same time, like Matt says, it's probably someone's a few dollars here and there. And I, I can't see, I, I can see it at most maybe a year out of the Champions League with a ban and a hefty fine, which would mean nothing to them because yeah. I mean, do you think though, just to wind this up, that um, that they will be this will be sorted before the end of the year, or do you think this is going to go on and on into the early next year, where you could be looking at August, sort of just before the season starts, if it will start, and well, and it's it, not being done yet. They'll have a knock-on effect because if they're not getting Champions League, if they're supposedly banned from Champions League football who takes their place. You can't just suddenly on the 15th of August this year go, oh, by the way, Fifth place. Sheffield United, you're in. I know, this is what I mean. And I mean, everyone seems to be talking about it almost being confirmed as the fifth place is getting the Champions League, which hypothetically isn't quite all done yet. I mean, they're under appeal and there's, a high, there's still a probability that they, they'll get it, they'll still be in. And obviously they've got to be some sort of registration dates. I think you'll be delayed until the appeal is heard by the highest possible court. Yeah, it could be a suspended sentence. Mm, it could be as well that UEFA actually decide to punish England as a whole and actually take one of those places away, rather than letting a fifth place team come in. That's, That's a bit it. harsh, isn't it? Um, Taking yeah. it out on a whole country when only one team's done wrong. Stranger things have happened. <laughs> Well, it depends whether the platinum is in charge or Controversial, players in major European leagues and managers outside the Premier League. Do you I was going to say, you told me managers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the same both. So, do you think that it's a good idea that they they manage or play abroad? Um, and what, what's your opinion on on it, really? Um, if, with the, uh, the young players that go abroad to play, I think it's really good for their development as people. Because uh, you... When you're um, going through youth team setups and into academies and you join clubs, they look after you really well and everything's sort of set up in there for you. I think if you go abroad though, you really do have to stand on your own two feet. You grow, you grow up fast. I mean, you look at a prime example at the moment, it has to be Jaden Sancho, doesn't it, really? Goes to Dortmund for £8 million, no one really knows much of him and he's, I think, tops now the Bundesliga now and assists this year. And he's now touted for a big money move back to, to the UK. Probably back to Man United, they're heavily saying. But you can't really sort of disagree with that move 
not working out for him, really. I think, I think Dortmund obviously clearly have a good setup for the youth kids because that, what's his name, Harland's guy, who's obviously could have chosen any club to go to, and he's chosen Dortmund. And, yeah. and, and they're after Bellingham, Bellingham now as well. As well yeah. So. yeah. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, I think it's all down to the club that you join, to be honest. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say going to Spain. For instance, as a young player, is going to benefit you. If we've seen with that um, Martin Odegaard, the young Norwegian, he was meant for the next big thing, a bit like Haaland. Contrasting, you know, results. Haaland is doing fantastic. He's one of the best strikers in Europe. Odegaard, well, nobody's heard from him really. It's just about resurrecting his career in a lower. I mean, funny you mentioned about sort of resurrecting careers. I mean, you got here Kier and Trippier, yeah. Atletico Madrid. I mean, that was an odd one. I mean, that came out left wing from myself. I mean, he was first team at Spurs, and then I guess this is where the potch maybe issues were all the way back in the summer. Well, for that price tag, fifty million pounds, you think there are a lot of clubs lining up to yeah. take him on, and he's obviously taken the decision to go abroad and apply his trade there. So, I think he's obviously risen to the challenge of trying to be a top defender in La Liga, yeah. which you have to admire. Not, not many players have done that and been successful. I mean, obviously you've got got there who's been there for a while, Gareth Bale. I mean, not English, obviously, but he last few three seasons he's not really done. Well, two seasons, isn't it? A bit three's a bit harsh, but he's been in and out of the team a lot, hasn't he? Injuries, but he's done pretty well when he's the begin, At the beginning of his tenure, there he was fantastic, wasn't he? And scored that goal against yeah, Liverpool in the right, final, yeah, the overhead kick. But, but yeah, you can't really complain with the whole idea of players going abroad to un- understand their ways of working. I mean, we've got their Apadu, that's like Leipzig. That's a song, isn't it? Apadu, yeah. <laughs> Agadu, Apadu. Didn't he, didn't he start against Spurs for Leipzig? I think so. Uh, Ramsey's obviously at Juventus, which I know that he's, a lot. He's at Juventus, yeah. Is he playing? got his first goal but now coronavirus has hit so <laughs> I don't think he's going to play and then you got people like da- Daniel Sturridge that were doing well until <laughs> this week this week yeah where things went a little bit tits up for him <laughs> put it politely <laughs> You'll have to say that on it. I think at this stage he'll play in any league that will take him let's be honest he'll end up in Indonesia or something yeah. <laughs> I think so, in some Indian league somewhere along the lines. You get that though, lots of players who are playing at a high level, they're on a fair whack of wages and then they're not good enough to play in the Premier League anymore. They just, they just explore their options in other countries because they're the only people that think they're getting a star player and they'll pay the wages. <laughs> yeah, that's really, they're not getting value for money. No, not really. It's like, uh, is it Michael Essien ended up in yeah, uh, he did. Indonesia? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've heard that... Uh, Emmanuel Adebayor has now gone to a club in Paraguay and he's linked up with his old compadre Roque Sante Cruz. Wow. The Manchester City strike force. How many, how many years possibly? <laughs> and you've got, you've got that Adebayor is 36 and Roque Sante Cruz is 38. I mean, geez. But fair play if they, you know, if they can make the money while they can. I mean, has anyone got any anything on managers? Because obviously Graham Potter. Yeah, he was one that came to mind. For he's me. Uh, won the the title at 
Ostern. I don't think you won the title. You won a you won a cup. Ostersund. Ostersund. Yeah, they were in like the fourth tier when you took over. Yeah. You got them up to the Swedish Cup Winners' Cup or whatever you want to call it. Fantastic cup to you, man. And I think they beat Arsenal at Hard as well. Then obviously then moved to Swansea. I think it was last year. Had a good season with them, to be honest. I think they lost a lot of their players after getting relegated. But but through a few youth youth team players and and now he's at Brighton where they're perilously perilously near the bottom three. But they're playing good football are, from what yeah, I hear. He's trying to change the way that they play football. And, and I, in some I've extent it's working. Fans. The fans like it, but yeah, the results aren't quite there, so yeah, but I, it's, it's an awkward one, isn't it? You, you sort of, when you're looking at the way you play football, it's like this is where what happened with Stoke, wasn't it? They changed their way of playing from Pulis to Hughes, sort of. I'm not blaming Hughes for it, but obviously he then went to get by more flair players, and it sort of they lost their what what they were about a bit, I think, and ended up getting relegated. But any other names? The, uh, the, the, the one name that. I found was Simon McMenemy. If anyone remembers him, Simon Yeah, Worthing assistant manager. Went on to manage the Philippines. Actually did all right, but got sacked for no reason whatsoever. Had a like a whistle stop tour of Vietnam and the Maldives and didn't do very well. And he's ended up winning the league for Bayangkara in Indonesia. Fantastic. At least he won something in the end. Do you think Essien played for them? I don't know. <laughs> Were you bored at work today? <laughs> I was. <laughs> I, I like that. Good bit of research there. Or you just regularly watch Indonesian football. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Essien's playing. In, India's a hot spot for uh, old Englishmen at the moment. Oh, yeah? Yeah, obviously John Gregory. Phil Brown's out there now and Steve Coffin's out there. Well, at least you can say Phil Brown's in top up on his tan. Because in South End, I'm sure in the winter months that tan would have faded away. Trying to say Sol Campbell's going to be white by the end of the season. I think he will, by the way, they're playing. Also, one that I did see that I had a quick scan through, I think in one of the major league soccer teams, there's Adrian Heath. I think he was ex Leicester, if I'm right. Yep, and he's a he's a manager there. So, he's got Fowler out in Australia. Is he is he manager? Yeah. Right, hands. Not player manager. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm sure he could still bag about ten or fifteen. Don't forget Alan Pardew. Oh, the Pardew, oh, the Pardew. Well, before we get on the Pardew, there we go. Thank you for a lovely subtle. Who can forget Graham Sooners putting that flag in the centre circle? You can't that's right. Just sort of throw that one in. No, yeah, that that was possibly one of the most dangerous things and idiotic things I've ever seen at the same time. Sooners, I don't anything phases him. Yeah. Especially the fireworks that were being thrown just inches away from his body as he did that. Anyway, on no. the party. Anyway, Pardew. Pardew <laughs> Gate, as we now call it. It seems like a lot of stuff's gone down since I've decided All right. that. Enlighten it. Yeah, I will. I will. I don't think we'll be watching it for much longer. I don't. No, that, that is why it's now Pardew Gate, I think. Well, him and Mr. Chris Powell. Former Leicester City, was he assistant? England and Charlton left back as well, wasn't he? As well, yeah, thank you. Going, and obviously, the Pardew, the 
the guy did the dance on Link Palace. <laughs> the guy that did the dance. <laughs> That's all you need to know. That's what he's famous for. <laughs> exactly. So he got got uh, his first task as manager of ADO Den Haag, Dutch team, obviously. Don't think he's mastered the quite the um, the whole voice yet, the accent like Joey Barton did and Steve, Steve McLaren. Steve McLaren famously did, tried to do. Yeah. His appointment on twenty on Christmas Eve of last year. His first task was to repair a club torn apart after a senior member of the coaching staff had a fight with a player. What a start. That's brilliant, isn't it? Come to a training thing and seeing that. Defender Donny Gorta attacked assistant boss Edwin Degart over a personal matter. Degart was, sca- was sacked with the club already in crisis after Alphonse Degart quit over the lack of support from the Den Haag's Chinese owner. You see, even in the lower league, in the smaller leagues, there's Chinese owners. Unfortunately, with a good start to his uh, tenure, 2 0 relegation six pointer against RKC. RKC, a 2 0 win. They've then lost a lot and drawn a lot. Uh, so, in the seven, seven games, they've got one win, three, do- three draws, a 0 0 versus Vitesse, two all against Hyrenreen, and a 0 0 against Hercules. And next week, they're only against top of the league, AX Altmar. Top of the league? AX Altmar, well, yeah. Be Ajax last week. Yeah. Put a bet on Ajax to win, I should know that one. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. In, due to now, there's a bit of club unrest. Seven days ago, a group of Den Haag fans invaded the club's training ground on a Wednesday morning to protest about Pardew's tactics. This has never happened before. He's always been top tactician, especially at Newcastle. <laughs> As I'm saying, there we go. Anyway, around a dozen supporters were pictured speaking to players in front of a chalkboard with Pardew and assistant manager Chris Powell. Did this really off. happen? It, this is a true story. I mean, excuse me, it is true. Okay, so you expect ultras to be. Hard men, like 10, ten Vinnie Joneses out to beat people up and stuff. But here we go. This is as quote a Den again a Den Haag spokesperson said this. The group entered the field at the start of training and expressed dissatisfaction with the current performance. It was a group of about approximately ten worried fans. They expressed in a calm and non-hostile. Start away. Their concerns to the the staff and players at the start of the training session. With the signings that they've had, he's been busy over over the winter period because obviously the slump of form and stuff. So he's brought in a player that I think Matt might know, Jordan Spence. I do. Yes. Defender. Remember Jordan. Sam Stubbs from Middlesbrough. Never heard of him. Under twenty-one. So fair enough. Omar Bogle. He's an ex-striker yes. at Derby, Grimsby. George Thomas, Welsh international. Ex, uh, Leicester, I think. Academy Apple. player, yeah. Coventry. So th- this is a good one to the point that we raised earlier about uh, foreign managers, uh, sorry, managers that are British and manage abroad. 
They seem to sign British players, <laughs> which I find quite interesting. Mm. It makes me think that maybe Alan Pardew in particular doesn't really know too much about the Dutch league. Yeah, yeah well, you do get that feeling. Yeah. Though. Does anyone know much about the Dutch league apart from the Dutch? Well, I'm not applying for the job. <laughs> well, I'm not not that okay with it. Um, I know Mark Duffy plays for them now. He's on loan, ex Sheffield United. But I'm also intrigued by this policy of seemingly well, garbage a, out of your neighbour's bin. It's it sort of. A bit harsh on the lads, though, isn't it? You sort of—I know you're given, you know—you probably sold as like you're going to a top division club in the Netherlands league. That's the manager is British. However, they've picked up one point in the last seven games. It's a hard. It's a hard. Set. It's a hard one, isn't it? For yeah, a, a bunch of 21, 22 year olds to, to come into it's a bit, a bit of a lion's pit, isn't it? I mean the. And the, the star players that they've got, I mean, they've got some amusing names. I've just typed some amusing names for really. um, The main one is uh, Shaquille Pinnis, <laughs> which could be, is a defender. A hard very one, isn't that? Yeah. Oh, very good. <laughs> and and then I'm going to give Dan this one to say because I'm struggling to say it. Crescenzio Somerville. He's on loan from Feyenoord. He's a striker, 18 year old, I've got here. And he's scored two goals in 20 games. Is he their top scorer? I would say so. <laughs> so hopefully, as you're saying, we'll have to, next time we do this podcast, if Pardew is still in charge. I would imagine next time we do this podcast, it will be uh, how many times we've visited the job centre. <laughs> could be, mate. I'll be honest with you, it could be. You know, Chinese owners as well, they're not going to give them a lot of time. But yeah, that, that's the end of that segment anyway, with a bit of Pardew Watch or Pardew Gate, can, whatever can you I want just to say. I do love this idea of these fans just walking up to Mr. Pardew. Excuse me, Mr. Pardew, um, we're a little bit unhappy at uh, how the team is doing right yes, now. Yes, they express their dissatisfaction, yeah, sorry, in a calm and not You can just imagine that happening over here, couldn't we're, you? Excuse me, Mr. Solskjaer, I don't think uh, we're doing very well at the I moment. Don't, uh, I don't think Green Street would have sold as many DVDs <laughs> as it did if, if that yeah. happened. <laughs> Uh, and how things can be done in such a nice, non-hostile way. I wouldn't mind winning a few games. We'd be very appreciative. Thank you very much. Yes, I, I totally agree with you there, young man. <laughs> I sort of knew uh, when I came here in the Champions League, uh, Liverpool or Arsenal, I thought maybe one of them we would draw, and uh, it is Arsenal, I think. Right, then, our next segment of debate is... That the, that the Premier League are now doing a Hall of Fame. So they're doing the, the first two inductees are coming up in the next month or so. So this will be an interesting one because the inductees have to be people that have played only Premier League games as well. So um, That's when so, football started, that, wasn't it, 92? Well, for Man United fans it was. So what's your opinions then? And uh, we'll have a quick debate on it. I'm going. I'm sticking my first one out now, as a player, and that is David Beckham. Okay. <laughs> so, so why why Beckham first and foremost? Why Beckham? Well, I think you look at it, probably the amount of assists he's provided Man United. He's been probably one of their more more consistent performers during that time as well. I wouldn't say obviously like other people, he's a one-man club. 
but I just think he's he's just been the X factor that Man United needed on the, on the right. I mean, they had Gary Neville as a fullback, and he used to distribute the ball to to Beckham, who used to just do do the sort of sublime at the time, wasn't it? It's something no one saw, like the. I hate to say it, Matt, but that lob of past Neil Sullivan at From Wimbledon. 49 yards, can I just 49 say? 49. Yards. <laughs> I mean, that, that's just unbelievable techers, you know. Now, even now, people still can't really do it, unless you're Xavi Alonso, but that's another debate. Even that wasn't as good as Beckham, No, and I just think, on a, on a wide for a pass as well, just the way he does those cross-field balls... And and I, and I mean, as much as I disliked him as a youngster, you know, you sort of get older and you sort of mature a bit. And I just thought he was actually quite a good, good leader as well. With the, I mean, he, he never, you know, he wasn't like a Roy Keane, that outspoken and things. But I think a lot of people respected him just for the, the qualities yeah. that he had. It was it was a good person and a great professional, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, he would have been one of those people that you probably would have seen after training, still practicing the free kicks. And I mean, they don't just come naturally to him. Well, you mentioned free kicks. When you say Beckham, I instantly think of free kicks. He was an exceptional yeah. free kick taker. Greece versus Greece for the Euros, was it yeah. to get in? I think at Wembley 2000 or something like that was it, where he scored that. Last minute free kick to send. Goal. That was a fantastic free kick. There's not been many English players better. Dead ball situations. Yeah, just to, you always, and he was the he's the he sort of did did it didn't he for for Man United. Whenever they're in that trouble, he whipped in a quality cross. They had someone on the end of it, whether it's Cole, York, Renistroy. I just think, as much as I didn't like him when I was younger, he's got to be in there personally. That's a fair shot. Anyone else? Well, I, I think I can throw in one that's a pretty easy nomination, really. The uh, top scorer in the Premier League history, Alan Shearer. Yeah, exactly he, what he, I was going to say. He was one of my votes. Yeah. He's, he's, I reckon he's a shoo-in. Oh, yeah. I mean... It's going this year. Yeah. I mean, he's he's done it not with just... He's done it with two clubs, hasn't he, really? No, three clubs, sorry. Southampton, yeah, Blackburn, Blackburn, Newcastle. Newcastle. And, I mean, he can't really... You can't can't. argue with that, can you? No, you can't. It's just that's that's a that's a got to be absolute sure, absolute sure. And he just scored with everything, didn't he? Great header, great right foot, great probably had a great left foot. (laughs) I'm trying to get a left footed cheering goal, but I think it was good penalty tape as well, wasn't he? Only missed a few out of like yes, he was penalties as well. Iconic celebration. I mean, what more do you want? <laughs> but he scored goals for so long. Yeah, yeah. He had a long career. In the and I mean, with all due respect to Newcastle at the time when he signed for them, they weren't. He raised them up to that level, didn't he? As well, sort of when they. they I know with the Keegan here, they had some other players as well, but he just continued to sort of build them up to almost being the title contenders to that time with the famous um, it's a shame in a way he only ever really won one title or one, even one trophy mm. I think how good he was but... yeah yeah. I'm not, I'm not taking that away from me still for me he's the best striker Premiership's had I mean one thing that, one thing I, that I always remember share was I don't know if you guys remember but that game in the Euros against Holland the 5-1 battering and I think really was the, the Shearer showing them 4-1 sorry that was fantastic, wasn't it? That finish where he just 
and it just bounced back out. He hit it that hard. Just a fantastic striker. Now, the second pick for everyone. This is where it might get interesting. I've got to let you guys think first, I'm still thinking. Well, I mean, I've got two straight okay. off that were very similar players. And two of, in my opinion, the greatest midfielders we ever had. Steven Gerrard and Frank Lampard. Very similar indeed, mate. Who could never play together, though, could that they? That was the problem. <laughs> but individually, you look at what they've done for their clubs, the way they played, fantastic players. Yeah, hard to argue with Absolutely <laughs> exceptional Premier League players. And now good managers. So sticking with midfielders, my one of my choices was Matt Letizia. Legend. That, that, Legend. That, purely because of how good he was to watch, how many goals he scored for no disrespect to Southampton. No, he uh, kept them up, didn't he? Middling club. And uh, he was also the first midfielder to reach 100 goals in the Premier League. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Which for Southampton, again, for a Southampton player, is a phenomenal achievement. Uh, he took that club on his shoulders, didn't he? I think, I think really he's did. very underrated he, he was the as early, well, isn't he? The only Gerrard in a way. Yeah. Well, a very different type of player. Yeah. Well, yeah. Very, very I mean, in terms of carrying a club for a long period of time. <laughs> I, think, right. I think very underrated as well. I mean, I'm sure there was probably a lot of you know, offers that came from the bigger clubs, but... He, for whatever reason he never moved and then obviously there's that horrible England game that he played where it just didn't quite work out for him where you just thought well could they have given him a second chance we just never know would we it was a bit of a strange one why his um, England career never really took off it's almost like um, they wanted to fit him in and shoehorn him into a team that wouldn't really work whereas he had a free role at Southampton didn't yeah. he playing behind the striker and he, he flourished in it I think when you look back at, like, especially in the 90s, like the, the players that England had at their disposal, you think the players like even Fowler and Ferdinand barely got a yeah. sniff at, at, at an England call up. It's unbelievable, really, when you think about it. And, and also, you've got to look at it like what Matt said. You've got two absolutely fantastic players, as Lampard and Gerald, and Wax goals into the mix yeah. as well. He's another one who I thought... You know, yep. should, could possibly be an outsider to get on to the first. Brian Giggs. I mean, one man club. Giggsy as well. I, mean, I think Giggs, I, I think it'll be Giggs and Shearer. I can't see anything past that. But, you know, we're all entitled to our opinions. And, exactly. You know, I've chosen Letizia, you've chosen Gerard, Lampard. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, I think it will be Giggs and Shearer. Maybe Thierry and Rick. My two picks. But, I mean, if you, if you look at the, that team. <laughs> Back in the in the nineties, like you know, the late nineties, got Lampard, Gerrard, and Scholes or North in the early nineties. I mean, how could that midfield not work together into sort of into England becoming it's a shame, a isn't force, it? isn't it? Really, yeah, it really is. I mean, he's, I mean, with, with Scholes though, he came, went back to Man United at the age of 36, 37 when Fergie needed him. And he was still just as good a player then as he was back, you know, sort of five, five six years. Is there any reason why with this um, uh, induction into the Hall of Fame there's only two people going in this year? Because we've just rolled off a lot of names, which really, they're shoo-ins for the Hall of Fame, aren't they? Maybe are. <laughs> I guess I they were doing... They, 
way I've read it, they, they've already picked two and then they're doing a nominations list for the next batch oh, okay. this year. Right. Okay. So it's a bit, a bit more exciting. I think, I think the first two is going to be announced then next, yeah. next month. And then obviously it will then go down to the... But it's, a, it's an interesting idea that the FA have decided to do something like that. I mean, it's taken quite a long, long time. I mean, obviously 28 years. No, yeah. There already is a Hall of Fame at the National Football Museum for like the whole of football, not yeah, not, you know, I guess not just the Premier League. Two. <laughs> so just English football, as far as I know, yeah. Not got Ferenc Puskas in there or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I just think, why couldn't they kind of like accommodated it with that? Because football didn't start in '92. Well, for some people, it did. Well, yeah, for Sky Sports. It did. <laughs> You tweet Gary Lineker and tell him he's not getting in. <laughs> Sorry, he'll, mate. He'll love that. Sorry, mate, you're not getting in because you didn't play uh, after nice. <laughs> <laughs> so just to top this off then, so everybody's in the consensus that Alan Shearer is definitely going to be one of them. He's got 100%. 100%. 100%. And then obviously we've got a few names. Obviously I've got Beckham, you've got... Giggs. Giggs. What did you go? I know you went with two, but if you had to pick one, if, if I was actually picking one that I think will genuinely get it, I think it would be Beckham. So, I'm sticking with Letizia, but I think it'll be Giggs that gets I, it. I mean, I, I like how you looked out the box there with Letizia. I think it just sums up like people's appearance of him that he's like the forgotten man, isn't he? It'll be a bit. There's so many memorable goals. Oh, well. I mean, the quality. The one, of yeah, them. just the. The flick up and the volley one, that real was. iconic player, wasn't it? Brilliant. Yeah, through the ages, definitely. Totally agree. Frank de Boer spelt the ball. Heel goed naar Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp met de bal aan. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Dennis Bergkamp. Well, right then. So while we're talking about England, and we get into that time of year. Providing you go for head to chest. Yeah, well, providing <laughs> that you go to head, exactly. We've got a little thing called the, the Euro Coronavirus. It's better than the Carabao Cup. <laughs> you raise a good point. It's played over all these different countries, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Of all the years. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Wales... It's not going to happen, is it? I mean, no. I mean, Wales have really to go isn't. to Azerbaijan and Italy. I mean, what's going to... It's just not going to happen, so is all, it? All these fans, all these airports flying all over Europe, spreading all these... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, it's the worst year for this breakout, isn't it? Well we, we, well, we can just hope and pray that it might happen. Yeah. Or then we'll be a segment missing. So, <laughs> so the, big, the big question is, then, which will be a lot of debate, is who would be your starting 11? But we'll start with, with really goalkeepers on who we should think should start and be in the squad which could be a debate in itself so <laughs> I mean looking at Pickford uh, recently he's had a bad, bad bit of a bad bad run of form to say the least however do you just drop him because of that or do you reckon that somebody else could take that mantle I personally think that they should stick it out with him at the moment but that's just my... On what grounds? On what grounds? Well, he had an OK World Cup. 
It's my main grounds. He's an, er he's an Everton keeper, so I'm not going to give him much. <laughs> but let's go. No, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's Larry, isn't he? I think, I mean, they've got the right, they've got the right manager in with Ancelotti, but he is making a hell of a lot of mistakes. I like Nick Pope. I think he's a very good goalkeeper. But it's one thing from being a very good goalkeeper in like a middle club to then being an international England goalkeeper. You see how it destroys... You have to be a strong personality. And I just think that he's got, got that slight edge over anyone at the moment. At this moment in time. But I'm open-minded. So, so what so, do you think, Matt? Well, this, it's going to be Pickford. Because as I keep saying to people, it's the England football team, not the club. And that's how it's run nowadays. It's, you know, it seems to be the same players that are always playing, whether they're good enough, whether they're in form. We know Harry Kane's going to go if he's fit. We know go if he's injured. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've got pre yeah, England's got previous on that anyway with other players. Chop his leg off, he'll still play. You can practically name half the team, whether they're injured, out of form or not, because they are the England players. The England brand. Whatever happened to you take the best 23 at the time? I mean, if it, okay, if we went, I personally think at this moment in time, I've been watching Burnley as well. They've been on good form as well recently, climbing up the table, almost getting to Europe at the moment. But Nick Pote's been on outstanding form. Again, he's really picked up. He had that nasty injury, and I'd love to see him in an England shirt. But I know, due to the political politics going through, and and the and the whole way that it works, that I always find that Southgate seems to go safe. He always plays safe, which you will see with when I pick when we discuss the other areas. He will always pick the safe person there. He doesn't go for someone that's out left field. Give them a chance. But I know that he will probably take it. I'd love I'd love him to give Pope a try, but I don't think he will. I mean, I don't know about anyone else. I mean, I'd have Henderson. Uh, that's United. Not Jordan Henderson. No. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was like, he's a good player, mate. I mean, I love Jordan Henderson, but not in goal. No, that's a good He's had a very good season. He has, actually. I mean, he's kept like, the, the third Who? most clean sheets, I think. You know, I think Pope's kept the most. Yeah. But, but Henderson has more of a presence, doesn't he? He yes. really does have some command behind that defence. Uh, and, and also, to be honest, he... He got a lot of stick for what happened at the Liverpool game, where he did that horrible error. Um, and even Wilder came out and said to, said about him that he needs to do better. And he's come out after that. Well, I mean, and it's been very positive. That's how Wilder is, and that could go either way, wouldn't it? Exactly. You know, he could have curled he up and exactly, gone to a shell. That's, come what, out that's my point. That's my point. And that's why I like Wilder. Yeah. That's why I don't think he'll work at a big club, but that's another topic for another day. <laughs> That'll be on the next episode. That's <laughs> time, you got that one there. But, um, but no, that's my, that's my opinion. Yeah, I, my, I, my gut feeling is that you're probably going to stick with Pickford. Um, he's done well in England shirt, he's got a few caps under his belt. I think there's a degree of reliability there. Even though he's had some uh, bad experiences recently at Everton, he knows he's going to get the backing from Southgate. He knows he's going to get that next start in the next England game. I think that, that, could, be, that could be a bit of like as well. Like we're, as, a, as a nation, we're always scared to do something different, aren't we? We're always happy to... I mean, you look how long like, Joe Hart stayed, stayed our goalkeeper and he's making mistake after mistake after mistake. 
I mean, I, I do agree with you, and I take your point. But where's the standout alternative? Exactly, and that's what I said earlier on. Just sort of like they have always had injury, uh, injury, mistake-prone goalkeepers, haven't <laughs> they? An injury, right? Seaman, you know, as amazing as he was, he, he had a clanger. David James had clangers. Uh, I mean, Green's had I mean, clangers. If you look, I mean, if you look at, I think, some stats. I mean, Ben Foster's had an incredible season at Watford. Absolutely incredible. But I don't know, you can throw me if I'm wrong, whether he's announced his retirement from English football. I don't I know think it that sounds stupid, but I think he has. I think he has. But I, 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 would have, I would have taken him as a wild card then. Southgate once. You don't need a wild card. He, he's been the best English goalkeeper That's in the Premier I mean, by, by any stretch of the imagination, if you look, the way he, he commands the box yep. as well, fantastic. And I think. I would love to see that happen, but I don't know whether we would because it, it'd be too much left. Because Southgate runs it as a club and not the best players, and therefore he will not sign a, whatever his 36 year old goalkeeper to go between the posts for England. Who would you like to see in the post? And you've got to go for the best three in the country at the moment, which is which Pope, who? Henderson, Foster. That's good. What about. Um... Ramsdale. I was going to say Ramsdale. He's been getting some plaudits. I think I think we can all agree Jack Butler won't be going there. <laughs> I don't know, mate. Don't know. He, he's still being looked at. Is it? Yeah. And so Stoke reserves. Hart. Will he be going? No, I can't see it. Isn't another game this season, is it? Southgate. I think I, I think Lee Grant stands a chance. What nationality is Andy Lonergan? Is he Irish? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, moving on to probably our strongest area really is like the fullback area or you could sort of class as wing back. I mean, okay, what what formation is he gonna play? Do you do you think that Mr. Sarkin? He favours that four three three, doesn't he? So if we say four three three then shall we say that? He doesn't want to play three centre backs. He only did it because he, he couldn't trust them in the last tournament and it really limited our attacking options. So he's, he's quite keen to move away from them. Okay, so we go with right back then. I mean, there's only one for me. It's got to be Trent. It's Trent all day long. It's got to be Trent. Go on. I'm slightly controversial okay. here. I'm not a Trent fan. Are you not? For me, is it because he's not a de- as he's good not defensively? A he's very good at going forwards. Yeah. England are going to spend a lot of time defending, and we're going to get caught out in the area. You say that we're favourites for this tournament. We're always favourites. <laughs> but do you not think, though, like that the England, the normal England way is that we sometimes get an early goal and then we sit back for I don't know how many minutes. Do you not think maybe with Trent that actually we might actually bomb forwards for once? Instead of retreating backwards I, and letting, like with the Croatia I, game when they came at us, I think them. Trent's shown recently for Liverpool, with the couple of losses that they've had, that teams have started targeting that area, getting in behind because he's so advanced. Same with um, Robertson, you're a fullback. They get so far forward. If you can play players out wide and get in behind them, you'll have a lot of success. My fear is if England go down that route and start playing Trent and somebody else who's very attacking yeah. on the left. We're just going to get caught out because, no offence, we don't have the best centre-backs at the moment either. Well, we can discuss that in a minute. Um, so, yes, he's going to go because he's considered the best full-back, but in my opinion, go? he's not that strong defensively. Who are you going to go? Honestly, I don't know. I, if you, I, I still, you see, I haven't seen Trippier play at Atletico yet. I think he'd be, because of the ethos that Simone probably brings to, the, brings to him, 
there would be a lot more of a sort of a defensive mentality. Trick here is the most defensive all that we've got. But however, he was very good when he played there, just playing devil's advocate at the World Cup because he pushed up a lot. So it's it's an interesting one. I would like to see Trent there because I think he's about ready now to push forward with it. Isn't Trippier left? Right no. Who was left in the World Cup? Rose. Oh, and anyway, moving nicely on, left back. Well, at the minute, Ben Chilwell's got that spot. Yeah, I'd say Chilwell. I, I'm being controversial. I'm, I can't really. I, I'm just trying to think of other people, but he's not been on the best form for Leicester. He's made a lot of mistakes. That he's made a lot of left mistakes. However. Obviously, because we're letting Trent go on the right and he makes defensive mistakes, you've got to have a similar type player on your left. As in, as in, some forward logic there, surely. <laughs> no, as in, with, with pushing up. And he's a very good attacking, attacking player. But I just cannot think. I, Danny Rose is overrated, in my opinion. I don't think he's, he's got the mark, right mindset to be. To be, but he's got it. Mean. He's got it all to do at Newcastle to win his place back, hasn't he? That's what I mean. Um, I, I, I mean, fair play to him for taking that. Like, I've given, you know, he's getting first in football. He's making himself aware. Well, Danny Rose has moved to a smaller club now, so he'll get forgotten about. <laughs> no offence to Newcastle, they are a big club. Oh. But you know what I mean. He's moved further down the table. Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I can't think. We all think I'll be, it. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I can't think of any other left back. I mean, you've got Luke, Luke Shaw. Shaw. Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw. Again, though, he's too inconsistent, isn't he? Brandon Williams. Good, good shout. If he's if he's going to take Shaw's place, he's got to be on the radar. What about Cresswell? He really can't defend. <laughs> I don't watch enough West Ham for an opinion of him. I mean, I mean, it just sort of, it just sort of shows like. How far you have to go to find that left back then, because none of the big big clubs have got really a left back that is used a lot. <laughs> For me, Chilwell's got to start, and he's he's very very good at attacking. Yeah, and defensively, he's he's definitely got it upstairs, but he just needs to apply himself a little better, is my opinion. And, um, he might, yeah, I mean, obviously he's made I've got a lot faith of he'll, he'll bring it in the, uh, the Euros. Got faith, player. Okay, so centre backs. Right, I'll go. I mean, we've got to go with McGuire, haven't we? I mean, he's, he's. I mean, I think he's had quite a good season, man. You, I don't think he's been too shit. Pardon my French. So not, it's not being too shit constitutes starting for England, does it? Well, well, to be honest, what else have you got? Alternative. I mean, he's not. He's not made any massive powers from what I, I've seen, really. No, I think he's been pretty strong in that defence, and he's formed a good partnership, hasn't he? With that um, Lindelof. With Lindelof, yeah. I think. Uh, I think it's got to be Maguire and Joe Gomez. I think Gomez has done very well at Liverpool. He's had a strong season. He's gone a bit under the radar, exactly. really, he's hasn't done, he? He's, he's done, done, very done very well. I think John Stones is too mistake-prone. Same with Michael Keane Michael well. Keane, I've not even heard about for a while. Very mistake-prone from what I saw earlier yeah. in the season. Yeah. He's, I think his confidence is shot at this stage. He's been, yeah. It was that poor. Does uh, Southgate eat his words and get Smalling back? Yeah. Tyrone he's Mings. Had, he's, had a great, he's had a great year at Roma. Tyrone Mings, he's yeah. been starting for him. The problem with, with Mings, I, I've been watching obviously because Villa have been on TV a bit, and I know it might be because he, he seems to struggle 
distributing the ball. I don't know whether it's with other people, but he just doesn't seem to be very confident. I don't know whether it's because he's playing with people that are, you know, mate, all due respect to Villa, not as probably good as he is. But, I mean, when I saw him at, playing for England, I think he's made one cap and he's looked quite, quite strong. Uh, again, again, that was against something. I like the fact Bulgaria. he's left-footed. Yeah, left-footed centre back is something we've lacked for a long, long while. Yeah. So, and he's quite strong as well. He's yeah. good in the air. I'm not sure that he is good in the air, actually. I mean, I think what he's, do you uh, think? So? I mean, he doesn't you... jump very high. Is my issue with him. I've seen him get. Uh, I've seen players getting behind him because he's he's jumped for a header and not got there, and then the red strikers go around the back. I mean, what do you reckon about this Tamori uh, Chelsea? He's not playing. He's, to... he's not playing. I mean, I've yeah. seen him for a few weeks. I like what I've seen of him actually. He's definitely got to be in contention if he plays for Chelsea. I think Maguire is going there, so be the go-to guys. I think so. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with that on form alone. Okay, now yeah. this is the attack. Well, shall we go defensive mid first out of three, or do we just go that's with probably a flat the easiest three? debate we're going to have tonight on that one? Henderson. Dyer. Henderson. Henderson. <laughs> Henderson. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, so now. But, but just on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know <laughs> With Henderson, I don't really think he's the uh, archetype of uh, defensive midfielder necessarily. No? No. But there really are no other options in that area. I mean, unless tried, you really, tried, if you really want to push it, you'd look at Hamza Chowdhury at Leicester, and he's not ready. He's a long Mate, way off ready. He's, he's, yeah. he's got disciplinary problems, hasn't he? As well, I, I wouldn't call them disciplinary problems. I think mistiming tackles problems. They've tried <laughs> Dyer and they've tried Declan Rice. Declan Rice. They, they don't, neither are anywhere near that standard. They're not good enough. I, I don't get the fuss around Declan Rice. No, I don't. He, he does seem to be Southgate's boy, yeah. so we shall see. What I like about Chowdhury, I bring up Chowdhury because um, what I see in him is he's uh, an exceptional athlete, he's very strong and he's very quick. And when you've got teams that are going to suck a punch on the counter-attack, when you want protection in front of your back line, he's exactly what you want there. The rest of his game has got to improve. The problem but is he's not playing week in, week out for Leicester. No, he's not. But so if he can't get into that team, how can he be in the England team? Well, like I said, we've got no options there, really, at that position. We're really struggling. I think I mean, you also have to think about if Kane, Harry Kane's injured, Henderson's going to have to play, because I think he's vice-captain, isn't he? Yeah. Um, it probably will be Henderson. I mean, just just putting a spanner in the rights with like, what you were saying earlier with defenders, I mean... Don't you reckon maybe like one of the Sheffield United guys might sneak in, like an O'Connell as a central defender, or the or um, Bulldog as I just just with you saying about about defensive duties. I know that they play an odd formation anyway. But do you think they might might sneak in? Because I mean they've kept a good. I'm trying to think of a Sheffield United uh, midfielder, but Flex obviously Scottish. Lundstrom's English. He is, yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, but he's been—he's lost his place recently to Bergen, which is yeah, surprising. Yeah, madness. But then he get, but then he comes on and then scores. I think yeah. the winner. He's a still few putting weeks the performances back. in. I think wins. with with Southgate, not just Southgate, with England in general, is if, if they were looking at other players from, say, Sheffield United or other clubs, they would have been in a friendly by now. Yeah, he's yeah. not going to get to Euro and Southgate. Like, oh, do you know what? We'll get this Sheffield United lad in. Yeah, I mean, I see your point, but again, we, we go into the normal Aristotle. Aristotle. Thank you. Wait, thank you. You've had two beers, Chris. Oh, I can't say long words. 
my vocabulary is not that great. The one, the one person word. that I did see mentioned today is Calvin Phillips at Leeds. He's yeah. been touted as a defensive midfield potential for yeah. England. I've heard a lot from about him, but again, fortunately, because he's out in the championship, I don't really, haven't really had a chance to sort of check check it. Really. I've only seen him play once, and he's definitely a talent. Definitely. I mean, I don't know if this competition is going to come too soon for him, but I think he will be an England player. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned George Baldock, obviously my MK Don's link. Yeah. George is one of our own. I'd love to see him in an England shirt. But that formation, like you said, that Sheffield United play, it's so unique. He yeah. wouldn't sit into that it, side. He's not a fullback at the moment. That's what He's I mean. a winger, wing back. I mean, I mean, it's just the way he plays Sheffield United, isn't it? That Wilder, he like push it, invites the centre centre backs to push up. So there's so many good and, players in yeah. there, but how many are you going to get into that England centre back? Exactly. The way and, that then, and then it's like saying to someone, "Well, we want you to work like this, but actually, for two games, we want you to do something totally different that we you haven't been taught." Which, I mean, I just wanted just to revert back to it. I just only thought when you were saying about Henderson, about it. I do totally agree. It's just something that might be looked at. I don't know, depending on how, how well, I guess, Sheffield United finish off the season. But anyway, so the other two midfielder positions. Ooh, it's a bit of competition there, isn't it? So who's, who's starting at the minute? So we, I know didn't look. Am I right? Was lost as cheap there? He has he has been in the mix certainly. Uh, Delhi Ali. Yep, Delhi Ali's in there. Ali has to go. <laughs> Not because of my MP. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, he has to go. He has to go. I'm afraid he is one of the best midfielders we've got in the country. Oh, I'm, I'm struggling to think. I'm in, well, you can see, we've, we've got, got a lot. We've got a lot. We've got James Madison. Yeah, yeah. Madison. Oh, Madison. We've got and, um, Campwell at Norwich. We've got uh, Mount. Grealish at Villa. Yeah. We've got Mount. Yeah, Mason Mount. Mount, Mount, Mount probably go. I would say, personally, I'd like to see Grealish there. I, I want to see Grealish in the team. He's he's the one where, week in, week out, he grabs a game by the scruff of the neck and just shows you quality in, in making his teammates play better as well you'd love to see what he can do within a team that has star players around I mean it's quite you, exciting I mean if you think about it like Grealish and Ali I mean that's pretty two advanced players that on their day can just destroy an opposition can't they I mean obviously Ali's been struggling for form and inconsistency he's been playing a centre forward recently that's what I think Matt Madison will Madison will go I don't Southgate doesn't seem to. He doesn't seem yeah, to like him, does he? For whatever reason. Yeah, he could be right. We'll see. Uh, I think you say, say Jesse Lingard probably won't be going there. So. <laughs> I don't know. This is Gary Southgate. Yeah, He's probably right. taking Lingard and Ross Barkley, to be honest. He's writing out Eric Dyer. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this. Um, I saw this. Uh, gift that went out earlier in the season where it was uh, Jesse Lingard versus a tree where it measured their stats and um, it was a zero goal, zero assists but um, the tree had one less booking <laughs> Unbelievable, very good Right then, strikers This is going to be I think, well how long have we got? So we've got, got how long have we got there, Dan, now? So, uh, when you say strikers, you're talking about centre forwards. So, shall, do, you, shall, do you want to go on the wide the wide two of the three first? Or? I think 
because it won't... Striker slash wingers, whatever you want to call them now. Yeah. All I right, mean, it's Sterling and Sancho for me would be the... The wide players. The wide ones. Okay, I mean... Well, they're, they're both going to go, 100% yeah. they'll yeah, go. Yeah, they're, they're both going, yeah. But, um, no we've also had uh, Rashford playing out wide. True. I think he'll definitely go. I, but I don't know who will start at this. I, I would personally like calm down, Matt, before you run. <laughs> and that is from front three. I'd put Rashford starting up front. San, uh, Sancho on the right, Sterling on the left. And then you do what the normal do, rotate them round. I don't like seeing England playing with Kane up front his own. As good as he is, I feel that they're restricted. There's got to be an argument with that. I mean, as good as he was in the... Well, I'll be honest, he wasn't great in the World Cup. He scored most of his goals were from dead ball situations. I just think you've got that flexibility now with the way that the football is being played to, to rotate them round now. And if you look what Liverpool do, they do that a lot with their players. They, they move them across. Manny's playing up front one minute, then they swap it round with Salah. You've got to have that versatility. And I can't see Kane being put on the left and then suddenly you're left there right back going, oh shit. Sorry. Um, oh my God. Kane, Kane's on, on the left. Left, I better lock my gate. So I just don't think you're right. That's just my personal opinion. Matt, you're going to totally contradict it, so let's get started. Well, as I said earlier, it comes down to the best players at the moment. Why should Harry Kane and Marcus Rashford be playing for England when they've been out injured for half the season, have no form to show, and suddenly get put into an England side to go and win a competition? How? They're both very, very good players. Very, very good players, don't get me wrong. That is not how this should be done. So we need players that are scoring goals and playing well week in, week out. With Calvin Lewis from Everton, good job. Danny Ings at Southampton, players that are scoring goals week in, week out since Christmas. They uh, should I, be in the team. Sorry, Matt, but I really can't agree with going into the Euros <laughs> with Calvin Lewis and Ings as our front two. I, I, I think you've got to look at track might record. Not have a choice. <laughs> if, 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 no, if we don't have a choice, I accept that. But if um, if Kane and Rashford are available and they've proved their fitness I'd take them but do you think that's going to be a get out clause if we get knocked out early oh well Kane and Rashford weren't fit there's no get out clause as far as I we, we did this before I think it was Euros of the World Cup possibly uh, 2012 Ro- Rooney that went out there with a <laughs> broken metatarsal that was 06 it? It was, was sent off no it wasn't 06 wasn't that I was trying that time it was about 06 yeah I think it was you got sent off with that broken time no, I'm talking. No, 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 I'm talking about the one when we, we were doing all right. We, I think we had uh, Wilbeck and Carroll up front, and we were doing all right. We were doing all right. <laughs> We'd beaten Sweden, which for us is a blooming achievement. Oh, we might have been. And then like that, Rooney came back from injury against Ukraine. Yeah. He managed to score, yeah. like basically on the line. Yeah. And then we played Italy, I think, in the next round. And Rooney was just like, right, well, I'm back now. I'm fit. I'm going to hold the ball. And my, my problem is, is, like I've just said, is that you don't seem as as edgy with the lack of pace when you got Kane there. However, I do appreciate that Kane scores a lot of goals. But if you're going to have a striker, I think you need to have someone that's a put, someone that can mix it, move across the front three. That's my personal opinion. I mean, I 
I would like to see that being done, whether it's with Rashford or with, with Ings or, or whatever. I think I think it'd be nice to see Southgate use a bit of balls and actually put people on their form. I sort of agree to accept what Matt's saying, but then you can't then go off and sort of start sacking people like Kane because it's not the England way, is it? You know, What's, What sort of sign is that putting out to young players? You're playing at the top of your game right now, you're exactly. scoring goals left, right and centre, but really sorry, we're going to take Rashford and Kane instead. Yeah, but that, the, there's no, mean, one, no one that fits that description, is there? No one's scoring goals left, right and centre. Lewin's scoring week in week. How many goals has he got this season? He's prolific. He's having a good season. He's scoring goals. How many goals has Harry Kane and Marcus Rashford scored he's got, recently? He's got a point. He scored about oh, the last... I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on that side there. No, I'll, I'll take Danny Ings. I think you give Danny Ings a decent ball, he'll finish it. He can, he's a finisher. And also he can play left and right as well. And I think this is what's been the undoing of England for so many years, is that you've got one big man up front and he's not got the best mobility. He gets the ball deep, that's good, that's good, and let's start him on to it. That's fine, but defences will see that out, you hope. Do that, we... Do we take Mason Greenwood at the World Cup? Don't forget Tammy Abraham. He's had a very good season. Yeah, but he's injured, he's injured as well at the moment. I, I, I would like someone like maybe Callum hudson Adoy, but I know he's been injured a lot as well. It's a tough one, isn't it? it you saw that position is like it's a poison chalice, isn't it? Whoever puts on that number nine, it's sort of like. It, do you bear in mind? This is very controversial. We have Croatia in our group. Bay and Lovren at the back. Do you take Troy Deeney as a, as a complete plan B? <laughs> is, is no. It, no, but is it... No. You no. look at what Deeney did last weekend. Yeah. I know it's one game. What if Croatia don't start Lovren? Well, then... If that's the case, then they'll probably do better in the, in the, in the cup. I'm no, just I mean, say, you, you know, do you just take someone who's just going to ruffle some feathers up front? Well, I mean, this is what they did, didn't they? They when they bought was it um, Carroll that time, and they bought him, and they bought Crouchy on as well, didn't they? One World Cup, and I think it would work. I think maybe putting them him in as a squad player, I think that's something probably a little bit. Don't, uh, I'm not, I'm not particularly Troy Deeney's biggest fan. I don't think he's. No disrespect to him that good a football player, but would you just take him just to do a bit of this and get, get under the get skin a bit? For a few feathers. Go on, that dance not happy about this one. No, I didn't <laughs> think he would be. He's <laughs> taking out Rashford, that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, who would you take over? I'd, I'd take Harry Kane. He's, he's going to be England's top goal scorer at the time. Uh, I'd take Rashford, I'd take Sterling. Jaden Sancho, I think they're terrific wide players. We've got some great options out wide. This is why we're favourites for the tournament as well. Uh, Tammy Abraham, I think, has had a very, very good season. I think if Kane doesn't play, Abraham starts if he's fit, but no problems with that whatsoever. Third striker position, I think, is up for grabs. Don't know the answer to that. Jamie Vardy. <laughs> Come out of retirement. But yeah, well, we laugh, but it could happen. You think about it, opposition countries that we're going to be playing against no we're going to take Harry Kane out no we're going to take Rashford if you were to throw in a wild card Troy wouldn't give them something <laughs> why not but if you did that and you name your squad and that's who you put out these countries are suddenly going to go we've not planned for this 
Yeah, but we've not planned for this. But who's crossing the ball to him? And have we, well, if Southgate is anything way? as an international manager, surely he can turn any 23 players into a winning team. That's I mean, why I mean, he gets paid the big I mean, bucks. I'm all, I'm just Apparently, saying a couple of minutes away. You know, we're not a club. No, we're a team. I mean, I'm sure we've got players there that are rigid enough to play different positions and know how different ways to play. You know, like if they play like that in their club, this is what I'm sort of thinking of. If that's the way that they play in their club, then I'm sure they can be rigid enough to sort of work out how to how to play best in the scenario that you've got. I think it's an interesting debate, and I think it, we could talk about it for another two hours. <laughs> I think Dan was self combusted on <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's 100% winning. I'll be honest with you. It's Daniel Sturridge your next suggestion. <laughs> oh, he can't, he's banned. But anyway, I think... Are we, we're ready for the final. <laughs> yeah, he's timed it perfectly, actually. Right, then. Danny Welbeck's still going, isn't he? <laughs> Not really. Uh, going? I don't know whether he's still going. I think we'll... Uh, and that's that for that, that segment then so we've got we've about agreed on everything so we said that the goalkeeper being possibly Pickford or Pope we've got left back being Chilwell right back being Trent Arnold Trent Long Arnold slash Trippier maybe then we've got Maguire Gomez that we agreed on and then we've got Jordan Henderson defensive mid Midfield, we said two out of Grealish, Madison, Mount, Deli Alley, and Deli Alley, Ross Barkley. That's what Southgate will do. Yeah, he probably will. Eric Dyer. <laughs> and then we've got up front, it's just God knows. Oh, let's just so have the injury just free, why not? So Who just had either Troy Deeney, Barry Kane. Marcus Rashford or Tammy Abraham as the main striker. There must be a way of playing Rashford, Abraham and Kane up for it all together. I mean, why not? Bring it out on crutches, what the hell? <laughs> Answers on a postcard, uh, Mr Southgate, please. We're up to Fratton Park where there's been a red card, but for who, Chris Kamara? I don't know, Jeff, has it? To finish off this podcast, I've done a little quiz people Ooh, quiz quiz it's time for a quiz <laughs> right then so what we're going to do first off is do some stats on someone and you have to guess who that person is Harry Kane oh, Joy Dini oh god how did you guess <laughs> Rashford okay so this person was born on the 22nd of July 84 you're not going to get it from that they've won 35 England caps. Their first club they went to was Middlesbrough, followed by Aston Villa. Stuart Downing. One point to Anne. Good shout there, mate. Okay, this person was born on the 8th of July 1980. They represented the Republic of Ireland 148 times, scoring 68 goals. Bobby Keane, well done. Matt, Matt, 68 goals? Yeah, that's good. That's that's almost one every two. Okay, next one is Craig Bellamy, 
born on the 13th of July. Craig Bellamy. Yeah. <laughs> I got one! Okay, the last one. We're going totally wrong with that one. The last one is born on the 5th of March, 85. Scottish, with 30 caps. First club Celtic. That's not going to give you give it away much. Norwich. Cardiff. Then went to Hull. He's a goalkeeper. Forster. No, close. And then he's now at Wigan. <laughs> Idiot. He didn't say the answer was. <laughs> so he's at Wigan at the moment. He's a goalkeeper. Andy Marshall. You're close with the surname. You actually bang on with the surname. <laughs> Marshall. <laughs> Can you think of a first name? I'm sticking with my first Ian. answer. <laughs> Ian Marshall. <laughs> Lester, Lee, Lee Marshall. Legend. Lee Marshall. Uh, uh, he's the patron saint. He's the patron saint. David Marshall. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Okay, so this person has played for PSG, Arsenal, Real Madrid, Anelka. Oh, Last one. Dini. Ah. I have to go to the reserves now. West Ham. Should get it after this one. Bournemouth. Defoe. Yes, Matt's got one. So it ended up being you with three, you with two, and you with zero, and me with one because I gave out the answer. Brilliant. So I think that's the end of our podcast for today. It might be the end of the, all of the podcasts. <laughs> Wasn't that Hopefully see you in about three weeks. Bye. See ya. Bye bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.